0: challenging children. I am Dr. Pat McGuire, author of Never Assume, Getting to Know Children Before Labeling Them. I am also a developmental pediatrician who has worked for over 30 years helping children, adolescents, and families learn how to get along and create the best environment to create happy, healthy, and productive adults. This podcast provides knowledge and support to help parents and professionals survive and thrive with challenging children. Each episode will look at a topic that affects how children develop, learn, and behave. Hi, Dr. Pat McGuire here. I don't know how many of you are going stir-crazy right now because of the pandemic and the sheltering in, but I'm going to guess it's a large number of you. And if you are sheltering in with children, there may be things that are driving you crazy about them. But I need you to think and ask yourself, is this behavior? Is this a motor movement issue or is this a tick? And I'm not talking about a Lyme disease tick, I'm talking about a a motor or vocal movement tick. Now, the reason I ask this is that over my 30 plus years working with children and uh, their parents and their teachers, I have many times had the adults come in and, and say that the child was misbehaving on purpose. They were doing things on purpose just to irritate or mess up their lives. When I talk about a tick, there are what are called vocal tics and motor tics. And most people, when they think of Tourette's Syndrome, think of the vocal tics, especially swearing. But a vocal tic could be a, a chronic throat clearing. And it has a repetitive pattern. Now, some of these children have been looked at by ear, nose, and throat specialists for possible allergies or uh, nodules or other issues, uh, but nothing's ever been found. And the parents and the teachers see that these sounds occur uh, sometimes when they're more stressed or they're bored or sometimes when they're concentrating on their work and they feel as if the child's trying to disrupt the situation when in reality they don't even realize it's happening most of the time. I had uh, one boy in my practice who had a vocal tick that in my mind sounded almost like a gerbil. And so we worked with issues on this uh, and using his imagination and self-hypnosis so that he could keep the gerbil in his cage in his mind during the day and then when he got home at night, he could let it out or release the pent-up energy. That is what happens with ticks. is there's, internally in the brain, there's a buildup of energy that comes out either as motor movements or as vocal movements. Now, some of the motor movements that I've had people accuse kids of uh, being obnoxious about could be arm movements or one little boy who got in trouble with his kindergarten teacher because he'd be in the front row and they're on the floor and he'd have his his uh, chin on his hands and he'd be making grimacing faces at the teacher who thought that he was trying to get her attention and be silly. She was very embarrassed when she found out, indeed, they were motor tics. Um, but it still took some training for her to not focus on them but rather... Uh, focus on that the child was attending to her, and that was the important part. There's other motor movement issues that can also look like behavioral issues. Children with, with ha, would have who have uh, developmental coordination disorders can look very klutzy. They can look like they're goofing off because they can't balance on their feet too well. They may um, bump into walls a lot, bump into other people. They may actually you know, touch the walls as they're walking down the hall as a way to try to keep a sense of balance. It's not trying to smear up the wall or draw attention to themselves. There's another motor issue that I've seen frequently throughout my life, and it's called dysgraphia and dyspraxia. Now, praxis is kind of motor control or coordinated efforts, and dis means difficulty with. And I especially remember uh, working with a teacher, about a little boy in first grade, who every time he had to do paperwork, he would begin this weird motor gyration of his body uh, and his head and his mouth as he was trying to put information on paper. Because I was able to see it, I was able to explain to her that he was having what are called overflow movements. And that is where, in the top part of the brain, which is where the motor area is, these kids are struggling to coordinate their movements, and so much energy is flowing there that it drips out or sometimes floods out into the other muscles nearby. And so If someone would think about like Michael Jordan, he was known for sticking his tongue out whenever he would shoot a a ball to get to the basket. And people used to joke that he was going to bite his tongue off someday. But that was an overflow movement. And when I first saw that, I said, I bet you he always hated to write. I think he had writing problems. And sure enough, he did. He had learning issues, including writing problems. Now, you can't just tell them not to do that. And if you try to tell them to sit still and write, it can't happen because this is not at a conscious level. This is at a flooding of neurochemical level trying to achieve a written output. So to help these kids, you have to uh, provide them with uh, larger surfaces, more space. practicing with larger pencils for a while and larger print so that they can develop some of those motor pathway skills. And then very slowly bring them down to the size that we want for writing. Now some kids go to the very small so they don't have to have a lot of motor uh, movement as far as distance and they can keep the spatial relationships uh, correct but we wanna be able to help them write at a a size that others can read and that's not gonna be excessively difficult for them. What is a, a misbehavior then? Well, it's when you don't have any of the rest of the stuff. A misbehavior is when the child looks and giggles as he sets something up to do it. Like if he is balancing a number of objects on the table, and then shakes the table. Okay, that's a behavior. But if he's trying to write on a pad, a paper, or just on a piece of paper, and he's it's he's working so hard that it's jiggling the table and things fall. That's not a behavior. That is a motor movement. So over this next week, as you uh, live in close quarters with these children, if you're wondering about if it's a behavior, a tick, or a motor movement issue, take time to just sit back and watch. No commenting, just watch. And then at the end, you might say, I noticed that you, you your body had to move a lot to get this sheet done. Does this happen at school, too? You might learn that he gets in trouble because the teacher sees it as a misbehavior. So then it's working with them to understand what's happening and figuring out how to be ready to advocate in the fall for when school starts again. Hopefully you all survive what's going on, mentally or physically, um, but take time to not judge harshly, but to scientifically observe and understand why you're seeing what you are seeing. This is Dr. Pat McGuire. Have a good day.